Amen. Isaiah chapter 5, we will start reading from verse 4. Isaiah chapter 5, and we will start reading from verse 4. What, what could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. Then verse 5. And now go, go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it will be eaten up, and break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. Let us bow our heads for prayer. Our gracious and heavenly Father, who is in heaven above, as we endeavor to consider your word, may you please speak to us, and may your word edify us, and may we be drawn to the, to the throne of mercy. This is our prayer in the mighty and holy name of Christ we pray. Amen. If you feel like giving this presentation a topic, I, I usually don't like giving my presentations topics because it somehow narrows you down. Right? But if you feel like giving it a topic, you can say being a priest is not enough. Maybe let's even narrow it down and say being Adventist is not enough. Let us turn our Bibles to the first book of Samuel, chapter 2, and we'll start reading from verse 11. We are considering the thought that being Adventist is not enough, or being a priest is not enough. Now, if you read verse 12, it says, Now the sons of Eli were sons of what? Belial. Let's, let, let's pause there for a while and try to unpack the thought behind being the sons of what? Belial. Now, if you read other version, it will straight away go on to say, and the sons of Eli were what? Worthless. Now, we find the sons of a priest being referred to as the sons of what? Nothingness. The sons of a priest being called what? Worthless. Let's even narrow it down and say, the sons of a priest are referred to as being what? As being ill. Now, you'll understand that the sons of Eli were not just sons of Eli only, but they were priests themselves. So we are saying the priests are evil. That scares me. Having priests who are evil. Let's even narrow it down and say we have Adventists who are worthless. Adventists who are what? Who are evil. Now if you read from the book Prophets and Kings, it will tell you that Eli was a man who was loved by the society. He even had the society at heart. He even did that which was good to the society. But he made one mistake. He did not guide his sons into the what? The, the paths of righteousness. Hence, we now have his sons being referred to as the sons of what? Nothingness. We have his sons being called worthless. We have his sons being called what? Eve. Now, I don't know how I should put this one across, but let me put it as it is. As the men of the church, we should not only love the church but we should have love for our families. The love that we have for the church should pour down also to our what? Our families. Actually, it has to be the other way around. If we know how to love our families, we will be then able to love the church. Am I with anyone? All right, can you, can you do me a favor? I'm easily intimidated by serious faces. So I, I, I would love that at least if our eyes get in contact, hang it, share a smile, hang it, it will go a long way. Ain't it? All right. So, Eli had focused on his priestly duties and forgotten his duties as a father at home. We have a church elder who, when he comes in front of the church, when he opens the Bible, 
Whatever he shares with the church edifies the church. But he can't edify his own children. He can't point his children to the parts of what? Of righteousness. Now, if you read Patrick's and Prophets, I think it's chapter 56, it will then say, Ueli had seen traits of, of, of bad character in his children, but he had neglected them. Now, as parents, let, let, me, let me also speak as a parent for now. As parents, we should not neglect these little ones. And yet, there is no child or soul too young to be corrected. We see something wrong in them, we correct it instantly. And yet, because should we leave them, the bad traits that we have seen now will manifest. Now, Kuchoweli, he thought the bad traits in his children will be outgrown by manhood. But now, if you read, Sizoifunda Vele, 2 Samuel chapter 2. It says they did evil continually before who? Before the Lord. Traits left at childhood, now manifesting as they are what? As they are adults. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Turn up a child in the way that he should what? He should go. And when he is old, he won't depart from it. Properly trained and rightfully directed, she says, Sister White, these ones will be the ones who will finish the work of what? Of God. So now if you are failing to train them at this age, which means we are taking, we are, we are, we are risking the death of this church, and it? We, are, we, are, we, are, we are preparing for disaster. Failure to prepare is what? Is preparing to fail. Thank you very much. So by failing to prepare these little ones for the future, we are failing to prepare the church of God. Kwenye ndao, Sister White, uti ueli allowed his sons, these very same sons of worthlessness, of nothingness, to control him. Let me not dwell much on that one. Abesesiti, in allowing his sons to follow their own will, Eli was taking a huge risk in defying and despising God. Now, Eli was not doing what he was doing for his own downfall. But he was also doing this as a way of fighting with God. I, I don't know the Zulu word, but now Ueli was not only doing what he was doing to himself, but by not directing his sons properly, such that his sons were preparing for his destruction. Now we go to the second part of verse 12. Itiona, they knew not the Lord. If you read other versions, it will say they regarded not the Lord. The sons of Eli are sons of what? Nothingness, worthlessness. They do not know the Lord. Now, they had a knowledge of God and not an experience of God. There is a difference between a knowledge of God and a, and a what? An experience of God. Now, you can know that God, the Lord is God. And it, but for you to say you have an experience with God, it means you are walking after his pathway and he's leading you. And you can simply say, surely my, my Savior what? leads the way. And it, but the sons of Eli did not regard Uncle Uncle. They did not know the Lord. Yes, they knew there was the Lord. From a tender age. But they had no experience whatsoever with the Lord. Now, if you read, Ituna, the services of the temple had become so common to them that they lost significance. 
let me even narrow it down and say, we come to the, to the church, supper in, supper out. But to some of us, it has lost its significance. So we enjoy it. Because the moment I step out of that door, I collect my evil thoughts. The moment I step out of that door, I think of the bad things that I was doing throughout the weekend, I continue from there. The reason why some of the sermons we preach are of no effect is because of lifestyles that we lead outside of church. Now, during the week, we are different people all together. It's because of the sacrifices or the services that are now common to us. They have lost significance. I don't know the Zulu word for this, but I don't know if you understand me. They, they are negligent to, 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 to holy things. And yet, let me even bring it down to us. I was, I was going to say this point blank, but because I respect Tabatala, I want let them know some of the things we do. But we have young men and women who will sin during the week. And they have the audacity to come and stand in the pulpit and minister. You know the sins. Let me even put it on a larger scale and not only talk to my counterparts, I'm a youth. We have adults who are sinning during the week. Yet they have the audacity to come and stand in the pulpit and speak, or, 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 or even use holy things. We are profaning not only our names, but the name of God. Now the sons of Eli did not what? Regard the Lord. Instead of them being the most reverent, because they were, they were priests anyway, and they had grown a temple in Bebonum 7, Zoyin Welusenzi, Wangit, Baba Yibo, Ababa Yizuoni, Uudlula, U Israel won. First John chapter city, he that saith, I know him, and keeps not his commandments, is a lie, and the truth is not in him. We cannot say we know God, while least we are doing something that is contrary to his will. For us to prove that we know God and we have an experience of God, we have to walk in his what? In his statutes. And it, I, I, I love how David says in one of the, uh, the verses in Psalms 119, Uchena. Thy word have I hid in my what? In my heart. Now the reason why he's hiding the word of God is in his, in his heart is because he does not want to offend God. This is a man who now has an experience with God. He knows to take God at his word. Hence he walks in his word such that he does not what? Sin against God. So if you find yourself not keeping the commandments of God, it means you do not know him. Then it says the truth is not what? In him. So you can't Live according to your own wishes, yet you are not keeping the commandments of God. You are classified as a what? As a lie. Because the truth is not in what? In you. And it? Uh, because of their bad behavior, the sons of Eli ended up in a fist fight. But they are now fighting with the creator himself. A creature despising the what? The creator. Now if you read uh, through verses uh, 13 to 17, you will discover some of the bad things that the sons of Eli were what? Were doing. Now, 
God had told them how to offer our peace, peace offerings, it? but we find the sons of Eli doing as they please. Now we find them in place of Uguti, but Mabenza, Umnigero, Umshatel, and it taking a small portion compared to what they will give back to the offer, and it when they are now violently taking a bigger portion. Instead of burning fat for Unkulunkul, they are now first fulfilling their selfish uh, desires, and then they give fat to, to Unkulunkul. Now, Unkulunkulu has told us how we should behave, but we decide to behave in a way contrary to his will. The Lord has told us the tithe is what? His word. Return tithe and hang it. But we decide what he will eat Malietai. It doesn't matter. Now, maybe let me, let me give you a, a, a small testimony on what I learned in Malietai. I was still in college, it was 2013, and uh, I was getting paid something like uh, 180 US dollars. It was equivalent to 1,800 rands, Now, as a young man, I have a lot of needs, I have a lot of wants, and such that I can't even take out 18 dollars, which is equivalent to 180 rands, and give it as time. Now, whenever I did that, I wouldn't finish the month without growing without going to borrow from someone. This was Lugamli, right? So whenever you disregard holy things, but they decided to regard, disregard rather, to a point where God is even angry at them. No sacrifice was, could appease for their sins because inwardly they were not what convinced. Right? When God is still speaking to you, change. Ain't? When you see you're wrong, turn from it. Ain't? So whatever wrong you are doing now, you have to turn from it. Ain't? Now if you read uh, right through to verse uh, 17 of chapter 2, ain't? the sin of the sons of Eli was so great to a point, the people even thought to themselves, what good will it do us to go and of our sacrifices in Sheer. Rather, we keep them to ourselves. Our behavior has made some people to disregard Other people are sinning, not because they want to sin, but they are saying, look at Uzban, who holds a church position, who is doing ABCD. Now the people are, are, are disregarding God because they have seen Uguti, Uyeldamus, I saw him So church. Our sins have led more people to sin even more than we do. Because of the sins of Eli, we find the part sinning. Now, let's go to verse 22, maybe. We'll read uh, verse 22. It's now Eli was very old and heard all that his sons did unto Israel and how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he said unto them, Why do ye such things? For I hear of your evil dealings by all these people. Nay, my sons, for it is no good report that I hear. 
Ye make the Lord's people to what? To transgress. Verse 25. If one man sin against another, the judge shall judge him. But if a man sin against the Lord, who shall entreat for him? Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto the voice of the Father, because the Lord would slay them. Uncle Uncle got to a point where he was like, let me keep them sinning continually so that I can what? Kill them. You will continue in your sins, not knowing that God has taken away his grace from you and he is willing to what? To kill you. Then after that, from verse 27, it says, a certain prophet comes and talks to Eli and gives him an illustration of how God works. But to Eli, because he had, he had always been soft to his children from childhood. Now, if you read verse 34, as he is closing his warning, this prophet from God, and this shall be a sign unto thee, that shall come upon thy two sons, on Hophni and Phinehas, in one day they shall die, both of them. You will continue in sin, but eventually you will die. Romans, city, for the wages of sin is what? Is death. So if you continue in your sins, you are guaranteed death. You will not die only in this life, but there is eternal death awaiting you. So we should correct our lives. You should correct your lives when there is still time. And then let's turn, or maybe before we go there, God's judgment on the unjust is sure and true. When God says, I will deal with you, surely he will deal with you. It might not be now as you expect, but eventually in the long run, he will what? He will deal with you. And it, then despite being priests, they suffered a curse because they regarded not the law of God. Then we get to a point where we say, being a priest is not what? It's not enough. As long as you are not doing the will of God, God's curses will be upon you. Being an Adventist is not enough. It won't save you until and unless you walk according to the laws and the precepts that God has given. 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 11. And the ark of God was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were slain. You eventually get to a point where the glory of God is taken away from you. And once God takes away his glory, his grace from you, he will not restrain from slaying you. Unless and until you depart from your sins, it is certain that the glory of God will depart from you. And once it departs, God will surely deal with you. And then we go to the verse that we read in closing. Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 4. Where the prophet asks, or rather God is talking through his prophet and is asking, what then should we do more for this vineyard? We have done everything for this vineyard, but yet it brings forth bad grapes. God has sent his son to die for us. God has sent Christ to die for us. We have no reason to continually live in sin. But yet, we decide to live a life that as we please. Then verse 5 says, I will then take away my hedge. I will remove my glory from them. I will remove my grace from them. And once I've removed my grace from them, I will slay them. I'm not intimidating you, but I'm telling you, 
what God wishes from us. Should we continue in our sins, God will surely deal with us. Now, the fruit that we ought to bear are those that show that Christ is living in us or God is living in us. I, I usually use this illustration. Let me put it on a smaller scale before I put it on a larger scale. It? If you live in a family, say there is four or five of you, and you are the only Adventist, and your family members do not wish or want to be Adventist, you have failed as a child of God. They are seeing the bad character traits in you. Hence, they do not want to take the path that you walk in. Let me put it on a larger scale. If you stay in a neighborhood and you are the only Adventist, you have failed as an Adventist. Because the bad character traits are still in you. You have not given up your sinful ways such that those that live with you can see Christ in you. Hence, they be drawn to Christ. Abbasid City, go Isaiah 1, verse 18, as I close. Come and let us reason together. Though your sins be as what? Be as scarlet. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be white as snow. There is no sin too big for God not to forgive. God is willing to forgive us all, all of our sins. Now, let us not exhaust the mercies of God. Let us not put God at a point where he will say, what more am I supposed to do? But it, it seems like whatever I'm doing is not good enough. Because yet another year, yet another reaping season, they bring forth bad fruit. God is willing that we give up our lives and we live a life that will bring glory and honor to him. Let it be our prayer this afternoon. Uguti, let us forsake our evil ways. Hide his word in us. Actually, we, we, before we hide his word, let us first pray that he creates clean hearts in us. That are able to us accept his will. Then we'll be able to regard him. Now when we have regarded him, we will then therefore say, your word we have hid in our hearts. That we may not what? Offend thee. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word.